You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith. Well, build a thriving business that honors him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 288, brought to you by Podcasting With Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, become that influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And yes, I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. My guest today says, God's word is like a cashier's check. It is guaranteed. And joining me on the show again today, this is the third time I think, isn't it, Tiona, is Tiona Blyden. Now, Tiona is a lifestyle coach that helps Christian women to balance their faith, love, family and ambition with the Proverbs 31 boss system. Now, on today's show, Tiona is going to share how to discover the difference between praying God's word versus just talking during prayer. She's going to share with us how to decide which scriptures to pray, as well as discovering the importance of putting on the armor of God daily, how to do it, and the importance of the sword. Welcome back. How are you? I'm doing awesome. I'm so excited about this. Yes. (laughs) Now you're back because the last time we spoke to you, you were in the process of writing your book. So share with us, what's the title of the book? Because most of today's show is going to be taking content and insights from that book and helping us to, uh, to apply that to everyday life. So what's the title of your book? Absolutely. So the title of my book is um, The Art of Strategic Prayer, How to Pray God's Word Over Yourself, Your Family, Your Marriage, and Your Business. Yeah. So um, I'm just, I'm super excited about it and even the cover because the cover has a sword on it. And I really um, want to, in this book, really talk to, to believers, people who are Christian, so that they can understand the importance of using their sword. A lot of us are getting beat up by the enemy because we are not properly dressed. Mm-hmm. We don't put on our armor every day. And the enemy knows that, so that's the way that he attacks us. So we just got to be ready. Put it on all of our armor, but also putting the sword on because that's the most important piece of the armor. Yes, I love that. Now you uh, in the last couple of shows have shared how you use prayer so strategically and you know the insights, the miracles that have just come about. Just for those people who may not have heard you share your story before, do you want to just share with people so that they can get some context as to why you are so passionate now about sharing this message? What was your story? So absolutely, my story is a long story, but I'm going to make it short so that we can get into everything. Um, in 2015, or actually 2014, my husband was laid off of his job, and we had always had some financial strain. We At that time, we had two children, um, and well, actually, I was having my third one. I just had my third one, and um, his he was laid off of a contract that he was on for a very long time, and so this because we'd already had financial stress, put us into more of a strain. And it 
made us kind of attack each other in our marriage, mainly me doing the attacking because I was so frustrated because not only was he out of work, but I had to go back to work when I knew that I was called to entrepreneurship. So um, I went back to work. I didn't have the greatest experiences at work. I felt like I could not balance my passion. And I just, I was very upset mm. about it. And then on top of that, I didn't really look at it from my husband's perspective. He's not a man who doesn't work. So this was the first time he had been in a situation where he was not working. Um, and it seemed like he was doing applications and we were trying so hard to do everything. So when things get rough in marriage, sometimes we don't fight together. We divide and we fight mm. each other. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened to us. And so I remember um, I had got to a place in 2015. It was going on. It was going, it was over a year at this point of him not having a job. And it was very stressful. Not only that, but I was pregnant with another child. Um, I was very sick. Again, I didn't have the best experiences at work, especially because I really didn't want to be there. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm called to entrepreneurship. So I, I was going to work and I was pregnant with this baby and, you know, it just was a, a lot of things going on. So I went to the, the, the elders in my church, the two of the women together, they were, they had been married for 50 years. So I said, okay, if they have been married to their husbands for 50 years combined, they have the goods, they have the juice. I need to find out how to make it through this point because if they don't tell me something, this thing is over today. Mm. I mean, I was very adamant about that. So they let me come the first meeting. They let me just cry and point the finger at my husband, kind of like what the woman in war room did. Well, she said, and he's doing this and he's doing that. And so they let me do that for about an hour. And they said, um, they gave me some instructions, some books for me and my husband told us to go, told me to take him to dinner after I left. And they said, do you want to fix your marriage, Tiana? I said, well, I've tried everything else. So of course I want to try to do this last thing, but this is it yeah. after this, because if you, you don't tell me it works, then this thing is broken. Mm -hmm. So they said, come back tomorrow with a, with a journal and a pen, and we'll tell you how to fix it. So I came back the next day. And um, after I'd done all the instructions at this point, I was desperate. Yeah. And that's what happened. We usually turn to God when we try everything humanly possible on our own mm -hmm. and our back is up against the wall. So I went to them the next day and they said, when was the, when was the last time you prayed for your husband? I said, I pray for him all the time. And so they said, what do you pray about your marriage? And I was kind of stuck. I said, um, I don't really pray anything about my marriage. I pray for myself. I pray for my husband. I pray for my children. At that point, I thought I had a pretty solid prayer life, but not mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. So they said, I need you to find some scriptures to stand on, not that, that state the problem that you're in, but states God's promises in that area. So um, they get the first scripture. I said, well, why can't you just give me the scriptures? Just tell me the scriptures so that I can use them. Because again, it was a sense of urgency in my life. And they said, Tiana, when you find the scriptures on your own, the blood is on those scriptures for you. So the same scriptures for me won't work for you, but they gave me one to start off with. And that was let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, all of my strength and my redeemer. That was the first one I started with. And they said, it's going to take some time. You have to do your research. Fast forward. That was, I started that March 22nd, mm -hmm. 2016. I remember it because I was so adamant that if this didn't work by a certain date, then it was over. Um, by May 
my husband was working. He had gotten a raise. Um, six months later, he was brought on permanent. He had gotten another raise, a much bigger raise, like a $10,000 raise. Um, and since then, he has continued to be promoted. But God has also allowed me to take those same principles and pray over my children and pray over my business and pray over my clients. So in my book, I talk about all of the things that God has exposed me to in the supernatural realm, just as a result of praying his word. I mean, I've seen people raised from the dead because of prayers, that scriptures that God has given me to pray over them. I've seen people who have had their wounds have been shut and they, they were pregnant with children that they had, they lost. And they called and said, would you pray for my child? Would you cover my child with mm -hmm. a scripture until um, until I pass the first trimester? And there are two women now, one who just had a baby and another whose whose child is going to be born in March. They had multiple pregnancy terminations. The enemy took those babies. And now they, they have children that, are, that I'm going to be able to hold soon wow. because of strategic prayer. So it's just so important. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as Christians, we got to stop. We got to get out of that religious. Now I lay me down to sleep just mm. praying the Lord's prayer and we got to really get on our face and pray. Yes. So that's what wow. this book is really about. I'm so glad you shared that story because it still gives me goosebumps just, you know, as you share that. And I think as Christians, we still until today, until we hear it, you share your story and, and of course the insights that you're going to talk about, we don't realize just how powerful prayer is. And then as you say, when we use the sword of the spirit, which we know is God's word, then my goodness, you know, miracles happen. So let's talk about discovering the difference between praying God's words versus just talking during prayer. So the word of God says that that um, the angels hearken to 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 the word of God. Mm -hmm. um, and most of the time when God uses, when God is carrying out a promise for you, he carries it out through a person or through an angel. Mm -hmm. So the angels are listening intently for hearing God's word. If you are not praying God's word, and as I say this all the time, it's like being a soldier in the battlefield without you have all your gear, but you don't have a gun. Yeah. That is what's happening. So all of us, you know, most Christians are just not properly dressed for the battle. And when you pray God's word, you have your ammunition. Mm -hmm. Not only can you defend yourself, but you have an offensive weapon, which is your sword. You're able to, just like Jesus cursed the fig tree, you're able to, God said in, in his word, greater works shall you do. Mm. We're going to do greater works than the works that we saw God do in the Bible. And one of the things that is going to take for that, just like Jesus in the God of Gethsemane, is if anything in your life is not responding to God's promises, you got to speak to that thing. Mm. Every time Satan tempted Jesus in the God of Gethsemane, he gave Satan the word. He didn't just say, get away from me, Satan. I'm busy. I'm trying to pray. Mm -hmm. He said, man shall not, shall not eat with bread alone. You know, he said things that were in the word. And so it's so important for us to follow that example and speak the word. There's a difference. God will hear our prayers, but he responds quickly when we, when we pray God's word, because he's not a man that he shall lie. Mm -hmm. And when we pray his promises and believe by faith, he has to respond. Mm. He just has to, because that's just the way that the laws of, of the spirit realm work. Also want to mention here that nothing happens until somebody prays. Mm. Nothing God happens. God waits, doesn't he? That's right. Yeah. It's because 
God can move if he wants, mm -hmm. but God is a God who operates, he plays by the rules. Mm -hmm. And because Adam gave up, and so it's a it's a a long story behind this, but Adam was the ruler of this world, but he gave his rights up to Satan. Mm -hmm. So Satan is the God of this world. So all the things we see around him, us is happening and he's in control of it. So God cannot come in and do anything unless somebody prays. That gives him the legal right to supernaturally act. Mm. So we have to pray his word. It's so important and it's necessary. Yeah, yeah. So when you notice uh, the difference between, and, and you compare how you were praying previously before you knew the power of this to where and, and how you're praying now, what are some noticeable differences that you can see? Well, um, I see God move quickly. Mm. That's, that, that is what I see God move quickly. I see myself praying boldly. Mm. Um, when I, when I was praying just regular prayers, I felt like I was just asking or begging in yeah. some sort. But when, when you pray God's word, you speak it with authority Yes, because you know, it's his word. Yeah. Um, and when, when you pray God's word, is there's another level of power that comes with it because you know he has to respond. Lord, mm -hmm. this is your word. You're reminding him of what he said concerning mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. So this is just not my thoughts. This is God. You said that I am the head and not the tail. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling like the tail right now, but I need to feel like the head because you promised me that. Mm -hmm. You know, so it, it is different. It's it's almost as if you're going to God and and demanding almost that that whatever is blocking you from getting to what he promised you, that that thing be removed so that you mm -hmm. can walk your life out the way that he ordained you to. So the biggest thing is how quickly it happens and how boldly we pray. Mm. You know, as you're sh sharing that, um, I mean, I, I can... Uh, really see because I've experienced myself and it's almost as if you know as you're praying these words um, he's meeting you right there because so often we block ourselves from that he's already blessed us they're there we just you know and as I said the enemy is, is distracting us or through discouragement or disappointment whatever it may be and there is this just the sense of you know um, yeah boldness as you are saying those words and um th that's right so let's talk about something else and i think i remember asking you a question uh in the last show was you know how do we decide which scriptures to pray so i'm glad you're going to be sharing with us what are some ways that we can decide which word you know which words which which scriptures to pray so what i would start with is thinking about the one area of your life i call this your keystone prayer the one area of your life where if this area changed, everything else would change mm. like a domino effect. What is that one stronghold, that one area that is like, if this doesn't, if this thing gets better, then everything else in my life is going to fall in line. And for me, that was my marriage at the time. Um, so I found scriptures about me and my husband, about three or four pages of them with four or five scriptures on them. And I prayed those things out loud every single day. And not only that, but I put his name in them mm. and my name in them. I made them personal. I said, God, you said this about me. You said this about my husband, David, and God had to respond. So in looking for the scriptures, the same thing that the women told me, if there's an area where you're challenged in like self-discipline, just Google, you can Google scriptures on self-discipline. Mm. And I just want to encourage you to pray before you start 
And then as you read the scriptures that jump out at you, those are your scriptures. Mm. Those are the ones that, that speak to your spirit, man, and that will edify you so that that situation can change. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as you're sharing this, I'm reminded of the story of Job and, you know, so often when we are struggling um, with challenges and we know, we all know the story of Job where, you know, he went with so many different blessings and, and Satan said to the Lord, yeah, but he's only praising you because of all of these blessings. And the Lord actually had to give Satan permission, which I love because nothing happens to us without the will of the Lord. However, as you're saying, we can also go to him and ask him, to be able to, to change that, um, of course. And, and uh, what that reminds us of is that nothing is impossible. And I look at the, uh, and I look at the um, uh, plant that I have, which is mm -hmm. from Matthew 19, 26, with God, all things are possible. Yes, Share a little bit about this, because I think sometimes we, we need to then pray for that faith and trust, a, a supernatural trust that what we are praying for will come to pass because if we still have a little bit of doubt there that is also going to get in the way yes yes it is yes it is um one of the things that i think that i started doing and one of the things that we need to start doing as believers um sometimes god has done so many if we look back at our lives he has moved so much in our lives but when we're in the midst of a, a trial we forget we forget that he was the same God that brought us through all of those past situations. So one of the things that I started doing and one of the things that I even show the women that I teach how to do this to do is as God answers your prayers in your prayer book to cross the thing out that he did and write the date next to it. Say, thank you, Lord, mm -hmm. and write the date next to it. For me, there are a lot of things that are crossed out. Mm. So even as I'm reading through my prayer strategy, as I'm being strategic and still praying about some things, I see that 50% of those things that I have been praying about since 2016, he has answered those. Mm. So now, you know, it is really important that we keep some type of victory journal yes. or some type of journal that will encourage us that, you know what, this is the same God I know that I'm raising this child now and it's challenging to raise this child. But I remember when I was having in vitro and mm. I couldn't even have this child. I remember when the doctor told me that I wasn't going to make it past this stage of cancer and I've been cancer free. So the same God that delivered me from that, mm. he can do this too. So mm. we just have to remember we, and, and the way that Satan works every, the way that Satan kingdom, his kingdom operates is through our emotions mostly. Mm-hmm emotions you think these thoughts are your own thoughts oh man god wouldn't do that he he doesn't love me and that's mm -hmm. the reason why he's sending me through this and that is nothing but the enemy mm -hmm. because if you weigh your wins against your losers your wins are going to be much greater yes but in the moment you feel like oh god can't do this so we have to challenge ourselves to remember what he has done yeah i remember what god has done in my life um, and no matter what battles I face, and I love this quote by um, by Mike Murdoch, it says, you will never outgrow warfare. You must simply learn to fight. Mm -hmm. That's it. No mm -hmm. matter how far you go, no matter how high you go, you are going to face challenges. And if you don't learn how to fight and activate God's word with faith, mm -hmm. your life will not change. Yeah, exactly. And it's just not worth it. Yeah. So if your faith, you find your faith is really low, you better start praying and fasting 
for God to help you believe. Be like Peter. Lord, I believe, mm -hmm. but help my unbelief. Mm -hmm. If there was something that God told me this year that he was going to do for my next conference that I did not believe. And the Holy Spirit told me, do not tell anybody until you believe it. Mm. So months went by. I didn't tell my husband. I didn't tell anybody. And once God made the connection, the first connection, I began to believe. Then I was released to talk. Mm -hmm. So there's a story in the Bible. I forgot who it was. When he did not believe, he was not allowed to say anything until he believed. Yes. Yeah. There are some you that God is going to call you to do that. You have no idea how it's going to happen. You're like, God, are you certain? Are mm -hmm. you sure that little old me is going to do that? And he's like, yeah, I'm sure. And so what, what I've learned is if, if I can't speak to it in faith, then I got to shut my mouth and let God do what he's going to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's such powerful stuff, and, you know, and sometimes the things that we're struggling with, we need to bring into prayer and we need to remind ourselves, we're going to talk in a moment about putting on the armor of God daily, which means getting into his word. And sometimes those challenges is because we have taken it upon ourselves. We are leaning on our own trust and understanding, which we know is, is incorrect because that's when we leave ourselves wide open and exposed yeah. for, you know, things to happen. And so some of those circumstances are to remind us to get back into the word. So talk to us a little bit more about, you know, the importance of putting on the armor of God daily, how to do it. And of course, the importance of the sword. I'm glad we, we got into that. So I want to go over the armor, but first I want to read something from the new international version of Ephesians 6. Um, and we hear this all the time, but nobody really breaks it down. And mm -hmm. this is something that I break down in my book because it's so important. Mm -hmm. Um, when they talk about the armor of God. So Ephesians um, chapter, not Ephesians chapter six, verse 10 says, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the devil's schemes. And so um, before you get to this part in another version, it says his schemes is trans transition to strategy. Hmm. So I want you to understand that you need a prayer strategy because your enemy is strategic. He is very strategic and he, he uses strategy to attack you. Hmm. So if you don't have a strategy and you're out there just winging your battle plan, then more chances than not, he studied you. Um, and when you watch, I like boxing. Hmm. So when I watch like a HBO, that's the only sport that I'm into. When I watch like a HBO special on boxing, you see the person getting ready for the fight. One of the things that they do to get prepared is study their opponent. Yeah. They know if their, their opponent has a mean right hook or a mean left jab or, you know, even in basketball, they study who has a, who has a great three point shot, mm. you know? Who has the ability in football that when they catch the ball, they're going to run as fast. They run in straight to the, to the touchdown line. Hmm. Cause you want to make sure that person doesn't get the ball. Yeah. But as Christians, we know we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we don't know what we wrestle against. What is it that we wrestle against and how does it attack? Hmm. And so in my book, I break down the principalities and the powers and spiritual wickedness in dark places. How in fact those things attack us. We yeah. have to know because hmm. how can you fight something that you don't know how it fights? Yeah. It's yeah. no way. You have to know how the kingdom of darkness moves. So here it talks about for we, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. This is verse 12, but against rulers, against authorities, against powers of dark, of this dark world and against spiritual forces of evil and heavenly realm. 
that's who we're fighting. We need mm. to understand how that enemy fights us. Yeah. Um, so then, then he says, because you're fighting all of this in uh, verse 13, therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the evil day comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand. So which means that this armor is going to protect you. If you don't put it on, that same enemy that has a strategy, he's going to chew you up and spit you out. Mm -hmm. And some of us are having, we, we love God, we're tithing, we're serving the Lord, but we don't have it on our armor. And that's why we don't see as much fruit in our lives mm. as we could if we put the armor on. So that's kind of what I want to talk about today. So let's just break down the armor really quick. Mm -hmm. um, because you have the helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation is the mind. These are your thoughts. The helmet of salvation, we have to put on the mind of Christ every single day. If a soldier is going to battle, he does not put his armor on one time and keep it on the whole time he's in Iraq. Mm. He puts that armor on every single day, and that is what we have to do. So the helmet of salvation covers your mind, and your mind tells your body what to do and where to go. Mm -hmm. So in this situation, we have to guard our thoughts. That's what we do do when we put on a helmet of salvation we put on the mind of christ every single day very intentional about it then the breastplate of righteousness it's important to note that righteousness is not something that you earn mm. it's not something that you get from going to church it's it it comes from right standing and relationship with god mm. that's it that doesn't mean that you're perfect because you're righteous because you want to walk in righteousness that means that I keep my heart before the Lord. So when he tell, reveals to me things about me that are not so great, then I can repent and I can do what he tells me to do to turn that thing around. That's righteousness. Not that you earned it because you're a pastor or because you're a leader. Everybody can, can put this armor on. And so then you have the belt of truth. That deals with your character and your integrity. Mm-hmm. That is what the belt, belt of truth is, walking in truth, not being one way with one group of people and being one way with another. They call that the Sunday, Monday gap. Hmm. You go to church and you're all holy and you go, go to work on Monday and you're cussing. You know, it, it really is spiritual schizophrenia. And, you know, integrity is um, who you are when nobody's looking. Yeah. So yeah. you have to be the same way all the time. You have to walk in truth at all times because sometimes that opens a door for the enemy and sometimes you're the only walking bible that people see yeah. your life may be the only ministry that they see and i guarantee you no matter where you are in your walk with god somebody's looking at you and somebody's looking to you and if you if you grieve the holy spirit in any way or if you do anything that can even treating people um negatively mm -hmm. or treating a waiter you never know where that person is in salvation. So we just got to handle people with love and be Christ representatives wherever we go. So the belt of truth is the, um, is the character. Mm -hmm. And then you have the, the gospel of peace. And the gospel of peace is very significant because it represents two things. It represents the gospel, of course, mm -hmm. knowing the word. But it also means being prepared to wherever you go be able to share the gospel. Mm -hmm. So you take the gospel with you wherever you go. If somebody stops you and they need to be ministered to, you minister to them. Just yesterday, I was um, going to a birthday dinner with some of my, the women in my Bible study. And um, there was a young man there who said he didn't believe in God. Mm 
Mm -hmm. I, I just came inside the store to get a cookie, an ice cream, and, and light a cake. But um, the word says that no man comes to the father unless the father draws him. Mm -hmm. So when somebody is need, looks like they need to be ministered to or prayed to and the Holy Spirit leads me in that way, I am going to move. Because the word also says that heaven rejoices when, a, when one soul is saved. And no, he did not get saved yesterday. But I'm sure that he received the prayer and that it sparked something in him mm -hmm. to go home maybe and, and research a little bit more about the Lord. Because he knew about the religion, but he didn't know about God's love. Yeah. So it, it's really important that we are ready, when, wherever we walk, that we're ready to preach the gospel. If I came in there nasty... If I wasn't a good customer, he might not have been able to receive. But because I'm, I'm, I notice that people are looking at me. We just have to be mindful that we go with the gospel of peace on our feet, so that we can talk to people. And then you have the shield of faith, Anne Marie. I hope mm. I'm not talking too much, Emma. I love it. I love it. I, I'm, I'm sit. I'm, it's continue. It's brilliant. Thank you. So, so then you have the shield of faith, and the shield of faith is. Um, you know, it says that it quenches the fiery darts of the enemy. So the way that the enemy works is some of the darts he throws at you, they make absolutely no sense. Mm. He's just trying to sow a seed somewhere. So you have to then combat that seed. Well, what you need to know that, that, that those thoughts are not your thoughts. You have to repel the fiery darts of the enemy with faith. You mm. only do that by faith, the shield of faith. You have to be able to say, you know what? That thing that just popped in my head, that doesn't line up with the word of God. Mm. And you have to say what is true concerning the thing. Oftentimes when the thought is planted in our mind, we just ignore it. No, we have to do what Jesus did. We have to speak the truth to that particular seed that's been planted. Yes. Or it will be manifested. And then last but not least, my favorite, the sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And so when you think about all of this armor um, besides the sword, all of the all the armor besides the sword is defensive armor. Mm -hmm. The sword is the only thing that you can use to be proactive. You understand? Yeah. The sword is the thing that you can literally take the enemy out with because you don't have to wait for him to attack you. You have something to attack his camp with. Yeah. You can you can um, speak to a situation that you know he's beginning to instill fear and he's beginning to have his way in that situation. Mm -hmm. And you can offensively go in and disarm the enemy in that situation. Yeah. And so it's really important that we use the word because a lot of people don't pray God's word. But that's the only thing that you can use to protect yourself and your family. Mm -hmm. You can literally go and take back everything the enemy stole by using your sword yes. when you know who you are when you know who you are and who you serve you understand that when you pray god's word the enemy has to move and god's angels has have to respond and that's just the importance of putting on the armor we got to put this thing on daily in order for you to have the armor on you have to read your word because the holy spirit will remind you of things you put inside of yourself but he can't remind you if you're not in, if you're not digesting the word at all. Yeah. And I just want to encourage people. I know that churches you got you go to church and you go to Bible study, but you need to study and spend time with God on your own mm -hmm. so that you know how to fight. Because in in my morning prayer, I hear things about my children in prayer. Mm -hmm. 
there are things that God will reveal to me that my husband may be going through. There are things that my neighbor and my community may be going through. And the, when I pray to God, he gives me marching orders for my day. Yeah. And sometimes and that may be just calling somebody that may be going on a fast and you have no idea what your obedience is going to do to impact a nation. Mm. I feel like my prayers can impact a nation and all of our prayers can. We just have to make sure that we do what my, one of my mentors called neology. Mm -hmm. You get on your knees and you pray, you fight on your knees and you use God's word to cause things to move in the spiritual realm. Yes. Yes. And you know what I love about that is that, you know, when we have that daily practice, I'm sure if you look back to where you first just started that to where you are now, uh, you, as you said, you just notice that the spirit realm is, is, is there waiting for you to, because that's kind of what happens, isn't it? Would you say that is a fair, fair statement to, to make that you can almost feel things happening now than perhaps when you first started? Let me, Anne-Marie, I don't even know if we got enough time to tell you this, but I have seen, I've seen angel feathers yeah. around my house. Um, I have some, I, I was on a fast recently and someone called, someone I really respected called and told me that somebody in their family was getting ready to commit suicide. Oh. And they said that they prayed and God showed them my face and said, if she prays, then the angels are going to respond quicker. So mm-hmm. tell her to pray. The same day that person went to church, two days later, they had an encounter with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I'm so great. It's because I'm an intercessor. Mm-hmm. And it's because, it's because when God told me to fast, although I do not know this young lady, I was obedient. Mm-hmm. And so I have seen God move so much not just in my own life, but for the people that I'm connected to in their families, in their wounds. I've seen favor go before me and speak for me in a lot of situations. And I just know that this is just the beginning, but God is really looking for a people that are not going to just go to church. They're going to come into full relationship with him. And he said in his word, my sheep know my voice. How do you know the voice of God by spending time with him? Mm. If your mother called you on the phone right now, Anne-Marie, even if she didn't say her name, you would know her voice Mm. because you you two have a relationship. And that is what the the challenge is of men and women of God. We don't know God's voice because we haven't spent enough time in his presence. His voice is not clear if we're not in relationship. So it's time for us to not just pray religiously and as a practice, like we, I pray every morning. It's time for us to get into relationship with him mm. so that we can get instructions for what we need to do in this world. Yeah. You know, when, um, I, because I, I've you know really taken a lot from what you um, have shared over the last couple of shows that we've had together and a culmination of, you know, all the incredible guests who love the Lord on this show as well. And I would have to say that my prayer life is so much different. Like in some instances, I can't sit and pray. I have to walk and my hands are just going up. And then every now and again, there's just need as praying. It's just like clapping together. It's just a movement 
that it's like, wow. And I'm sure if there were other people around me, it's like, what is she doing? And sometimes you just, it just happens, you know, when you are just praying these, um, you know, words that you know there is just power there that in some instances you can't explain, but you know that, um, you know, as we said, that the spirit realm is, is moving and it is powerful. And as I said earlier on, I think, you know, often as Christians, we don't, recognize the power of mm -hmm. prayer and here's something else too that i have know that i know to be true because prayer and praise are one of the two of the spiritual you know warfare tools the enemy will do everything he can to try and not allow you to have time discourage you and all that which means it's so important so what what let's let's just finish off with some insights of things that we can do if we've we've got excuses well i'm too busy this and, and, and that what are some things that you have done that we can then take on board to ensure that we give ourselves time to be able to sit and pray because this is so, so important so I, I just want to say, don't wait until it's a life or death matter to learn how to do it. Um, a, a lot of people that I've taught how to do this, they waited until somebody was on their deathbed to figure out how to do this. It is something that should be a daily practice. And I know that some of you probably think I don't have time to pray. You can't afford not to pray. Because if you see what the enemy is really doing, God will begin to reveal to you when you go to him in prayer mm -hmm. how the enemy is attacking your family, how the enemy may be attacking you. You get spiritual insight that you can't have if you're just going to God religiously in prayer. So um, no matter what time you pray, I say early in the morning is a, is a great time to pray, but no matter what time you pray, make sure that you pray. Mm -hmm. So um, I would just say start off with 10 to 15 minutes. Give God 10 to 15 minutes and whatever you may be facing, maybe just find one scripture. But you also want to add worship to your experience mm. because prayer is you making a request to heaven. Right. But worship is where a lot of things fall off. Mm. Worship. That's why when you go to church, um, they do the worship first and then you then you get into the word of God because worship gets your spirit ready it opens up your spirit and gets it ready for what God is about to download. Mm. So I would just say that you should probably add like your favorite song, whatever ushers you into worship, listen to that song and then say your prayers. You don't have to be religious about it. Say whatever on your heart, um, find some scriptures to stand on and just make it consistent. Just like your, your um, employer knows what time to expect you at work. God should know when he should expect to hear from you mm. because getting that thing right is going to cause everything else in your life to fall out of alignment. And there are times when I can't get up in the morning and pray for some reason or another. And my day really sucks mm. when I do that. It really sucks. I really, I don't have um, the patience and the, the fortitude to make it through the day. And I'm just being honest. Um, I preach about this prayer thing, but it's so serious. When I don't pray, I see a difference. I even have friends in my life when I go to them and I'm like, I don't know what's wrong. They'll ask me, did you pray? <laughs> really? Yeah, because wow. it, it, it is, it, it really is what I need every mm. single day. It's what we all need and you never know it until you do it. So if you find yourself being too busy, pray in the shower. Mm. When I'm in water, I get the most inspiration mm. from God. Pray while you're washing the dishes. Yes. Pray in the shower, 
turn the music off when everybody gets out of the car and pray on your way to work. Mm -hmm. But spend some time with God every day. Don't make it like you have to go into a prayer closet, get on a pillow. You'll get to that place Mm -hmm. because you're going to continue to desire him more the more you see him move. But start somewhere. Don't just and that you don't have time because you did. Mm, I love that. Just so thank you so very much for coming on the show. Now share with people how they can get a copy of your book, how they can connect with you. So you can get a copy of my book at my website, Proverbs31boss.com. It's inside of the boss store. And I think the book is like $16. I waive shipping right now. Um, and I'm actually doing a 15-day strategic prayer challenge with for every woman at pre-order so all of the books are going out on december 28th but on january 1st we are going to be kicking off the year so that we can um we can get you guys settled so that you can pray correctly no more empty prayers in 2019 Mm. we're going to be praying strategically and watching god move in every single area i promise you this book is going to change your life. Yeah. And this practice has literally changed mine. And you know, one thing that the Lord said to me is that he wants to you he wants me to get ready to impact women mm. so that I can impact their families. Mm-hmm. There is going to you I want you to transfer this thing over. So I'm teaching my 7-year-old daughter how to pray God's word at this time because we need intercessors. We need people who know how to pray. And again, in this book, I talk about how the enemy attacks. And then you'll definitely see the importance of your prayer. So it's on my website, Proverbs31boss.com in the boss store. And I hope that you can join us for the challenge. If not, there are other free resources there um, that can help walk you through this thing. Yeah, fantastic. Shana, I would love for you to uh, to close the, the show in prayer. That's something I usually do, but since we, we've shared today, um, you know, strategic prayer, would you would you like to close the show and just pray for everyone sure. that's listening and watching? Absolutely. Okay. Um, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for the opportunity to be able to take ministry on the airwaves, God. We thank you, Lord, that, There was one point in time where people had to walk a long way to hear a word from you, but they can go straight to their computers now. They can go on the internet. They can go on YouTube, Father, to hear a word from you, God. We just thank you for every single person that's under the sound of my voice today, God. I thank you, Lord, that their 2019 will be greater than all the rest of the years combined, God. I thank you, Lord, that they will come into a greater relationship with you and they will know the importance of putting on the full armor of God every day. We we bind up the enemy and all of his plans for their, their families, for their marriages, for their children, God. We thank you, Lord, that those plans have been derailed, God, and that every person under the sound of my voice will rise to their destiny. Father, your word says that you have written a book for each one of us in the kingdom of heaven that has all of our days laid out and all of the things that you've created us to do for your kingdom, God. We just thank you, Lord, that your kingdom will come, that we will walk out everything that it is that you have called us to. Father, we just ask, Lord, that you search our hearts right now. If there be anything that is blocking us from making it to or or getting to our destiny, God, we pray, Father, that you will remove them right now. We repent before you in the name of Jesus, Father. We thank you, Lord, for this word. We thank you for everyone who heard it, God. And we pray, Father, that you will put some feet on this prayer, Father, and that they will walk out what they learned today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
Wow. Thank you so much again for coming on the show. And uh, I'm certainly me. going to, uh, to grab a copy of that book. It, it's powerful. And, um, yeah, I, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, thank you. I'm just so excited about it. Everybody, um, this is not a, I, I, the Lord told me to write this book for two years now. Um, <laughs> I didn't write the book just to write the book. I wrote it because somebody is out there wondering why their prayers are not being answered mm -hmm. and your prayers are going to be answered right now when you start praying God's word. Yeah. Amen. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>